This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. When you want to reach out to AMI Audio, do it on Twitter, folks. At AMI Audio is the handle. You can ask your questions that you might have for AMI Audio or follow along with what we're having segment to segment right here on Kelly and Company. That's at AMI Audio on Twitter. If you have questions about the company, maybe AMI TV, AMI Tele, or just overall accessible media itself, feedback at AMI.ca. You can email, and the gang over there at Marketing Communications will help you out. Feedback at AMI.ca is the way to do that. And of course, you can always give us a shout. 1-866-509-4545. Love to hear from you. 1-866-509-4545. Uh, just send a message in. Just mention it's for Kelly and company. And if you don't mind, give us permission to use your message on the air. If we can, we shall. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthin. And we're going to get into our Friday lifestyle chat. We get two people bringing these on to us these days. Let's bring on producer Jeff Ryman and reporter Grant Hardy. From fashion to travel, pets and more, we cover it all on the Lifestyle Report with me, Jeff Ryman. And Grant Hardy. Okay, guys, this is awesome. Uh, We've been having some fun times talking health and lifestyle with the two of you. Grant, you were picking the topics for us today. What do you have? Hey, folks, happy Friday. Uh, I want to start with something super exciting and interesting that I've seen this week. Um, Our headline today is Vancouver's first black library, a place of refuge at last. And it's from the Vancouver son. Uh, Maya Prussian has found her place because she made it herself. She says, I wanted to improve the way I was feeling and improve things for others. Although the library has only been open for a week, the fact that it even exists feels almost like magic. Now, Prussian, who's a 21-year-old University of BC social work student, uh, conceived of the project in January when she was at a really low point, which was something she had uh, felt for years uh, due to a sense of isolation and a lack of a uh, black space. Uh, the article goes on to describe that uh, she experienced social isolation and feelings of tokenism, as well as microaggressions, even in a safe space like the UBC campus, which was a wake-up call that even in these spaces that believe themselves to be better, the oppression is hiding in plain sight. Uh, so, uh, she had this idea, put out an Instagram campaign, way surpassed her fundraising goal. And now she has this interesting library where everybody can learn about black culture in a non-carceral model. So they're going to reimagine things like cataloging, they're going to remove late fees, uh, and you can borrow not only books, graphic novels about uh, the lives of black women. You can borrow works from black artists, and there's even going to be educational materials related to producing digital art. So, I don't know about you guys. I mean, look, I'm I'm unqualified to discuss uh, you know racism, but I do have some experience with oppression, being uh, having a disability, and I just think it's so cool to have this kind of space and really open it to everyone so that not only do you have that space in the community, 
but you're opening it to everyone to learn about your culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that we're exaggerating when we think that this is a marquee moment um, in history and the the future to come uh, for all kinds of purposes, you know, getting, retrieving, understanding, archival of all kinds of content that may or may not be even, you know, in our radars at the moment. And it's just, I feel like this is going to be a place for to find discover and throw in all kinds of content um from from black people and authors and and as you mentioned right like all the different people that will be um uncovered here yeah and, and like you said we don't necessarily have the the opportunity to speak on as people who identify as, as being black, but as a person of color myself, and as mm-hmm. like you said, a person with disability, you know, like I can feel the excitement of something like this and the excitement of people gathering together to create something like this and to maintain it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, um, you know, we have this stereotype that Canada is multicultural. And in many ways, I think we absolutely are. Yep. Um, we, we do a lot better than other places. But this concept that Canada, you know, we're not, we're not, you know, racist at all. We don't experience oppression at all. That's just simply not mm-hmm. true. We absolutely 100% do. I've learned about that over the course of my life so far. Um, and even in terms of this library, apparently this woman has experienced a lot of love, but has also been shaken by a lot of really hateful comments and even a, a racist uh, sign on the gate, the building. So I think um, being able to learn about uh, this culture is really important and just, you know, ex- expanding people's tolerance is, is yeah. really important as well yeah i i like this for two different reasons here um the first one being i think a really crucial thing is the education factor on certain cultures Mm -hmm. they just don't teach that stuff in school uh they they might tap into it a little bit but i think there's much more needed um Mm -hmm. in, in order to you know to um, help people better understand where people come from, what their cultures are all about. Uh, and when we had our special programming on our show, uh, you know, when was it? A couple years ago, yeah, maybe? BLM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I really thought that was really important is just that, that education factor. People just don't understand. And whatever they don't understand, they just tend to say, yeah whatever you know dismissal they they exactly mm-hmm. they just they just dismiss it so uh there's obviously that side of, of things so uh people can better understand where everybody is coming from and learning about cultures but number 2 is that you said people can seek refuge in there and it, it's one of those things where if you have a passion about learning or reading or in my case, it's sports. Like you have a little safe haven. So whenever I'm playing sports, it's my safe haven. This is now another area where people can go and feel safe and, you know, sort of shut down all of that negativity that is surrounding them in the world. 
and they're able to just go there and read about their culture or maybe read about a culture that they're not familiar on. Um, right. So I, I love this for, for, a multiple, for multiple reasons here. So uh, definitely on board with this. Yeah. And, yeah um, and, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Grant. No, I, a culturally inclusive space like this, it's such a wonderful way to connect with the community too because it's essentially yes. a cross-section of the community that wants to be open and, and tolerant yeah. and friendly. Absolutely. And and I think of it as, you know, when we were kids uh, trying to find disability anywhere, right, trying to figure out like who else is like me, and especially if you were in an integrated education system like I was and thinking, well, the, where are all the other disabled people, right? Like there, there's nobody around and, and people don't talk about it unless they're... Uh, unless you're an icon for, for representing disability or something. But um, it, and that's just one thing as well here, the representation, you know, are black people understanding enough of their, their own histories and like where are the features of black artists, black authors um, and histories of black communities everywhere. Go to this place, go to this library. It's, I think there's so much to celebrate here. That's amazing. Thank you for bringing this one. Ah, it's going to be super. Um, I wanted to give you guys a quick heads up on another note here, regardless of how we feel on about Monday, it is a holiday ish. Mm -hmm. So, uh, our headline from CTV news, uh, kind of reviews what's open and closed now across the country, any service staffed by federal employees is going to be unavailable, uh, for this holiday, including all services, uh, Service Canada offices, Canada Post will be unavailable, no delivery. Uh, it's too bad that my um, bills are e-bills or I would have a reprieve from them for another day. Um, <laughs> businesses are going to be uh, uh, optional, so you're going to want to double check because it may not show up on Google Maps. And schools, it's just a mess. So BC and Yukon schools are closed, as are those in Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, and Labrador. They are open in Manitoba, Ontario, and Nunavut. Uh, even though uh, Manitoba and Nunavut, some government offices are closed. And daycare and medical procedures are going to just really vary. Uh, so you're going to want to double check. So essentially, it's hard to imagine a sort of a peaceful holiday as people are sort of juggling their work and their child care and the private sector is essentially asked to observe the holiday however we can but it's all optional so double check but that's a very brief uh uh look at how we're shaping up mm. do you guys because now for the last week or so we've been uh paying attention to this, dissecting as we go, keeping updated. For you personally, we had Bill Shackleton on Wednesday really give us his personal perspectives on <laughs> what this, quote, holiday is going to feel like for him. But uh, do you feel some kind of way? I, I want to be a bit careful because I I really do want to be uh, – respectful and and mm. i think that's what canada is trying to do i mean the question is is canada as respectful about some of our other populations like our you know our, our indigenous population and 
I don't know. There's some there's some work to do on multiple fronts. Um, but I think I think having a day of respect is you know reasonable. Uh, but I do think that some families are going to struggle a little bit with like, oh, crap, you know, my kid's school is closed, but you know, my work. Uh, I still have to go to work and, you know, or I don't know if I have this medical procedure, like I'm going to have to double check. Um, so I, I suppose just wrapping your head around kind of the logistics is going to be the order of the day. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree with that 100%. Um, you know, this was sort of sprung on us kind of last minute um, in kind of like how we've been dealing with everything during the pandemic. Uh, I, I'm thinking more along the lines, like you mentioned, Grant, for, for kids that are in school, you mentioned uh, a couple of provinces and territories um, are going to be closed. Now parents might be scrambling. So they, they might be feeling a, a little bit flustered. Uh, but at the same time, um, this was the queen. Um, she was in power for 70 years. Um, mm-hmm. And ha- regardless of how you feel about it, um, you should at least pay a little bit of respect. Um, and clearly people over in England um, <laughs> are, are, are mourning quite a bit, um, hearing how long it takes to just even get a glimpse um, of certain things over there. Uh, people are waiting in lines for 24 hours. I think I heard yesterday on the news that um, one of the lines was over six kilometers long. Yep. Um, so um, I, I don't know. I, I'm sort of in between here. Uh, obviously, I'll take some time to pay some respect, probably watch some yeah. news coverage and, and listen totally. to some, some of those people uh, pay their respects. But yeah, I, I totally understand where, you know, there are other things that are ongoing and it's kind of a, a mess to, to, to try to decipher what's open and see, what's closed. You see David Beckham out there for 12 hours. Um, and again, the question always comes, how many of the celebrities actually waited? How many of the celebrities bypassed the line? And, you know, I I, oh. I, I don't like to... This isn't the time for me to get, oh, well, why are people... That, there's certain things that come with the privilege of people who have have the the cachet or whatever the, the celebrity note. Um, I, I think the reality is there are many people who are waiting and waiting. And if you're holding up the making people wait even longer, that's a bit of a problem. But uh, there are those who are out there, and I'm sure more celebrities than we'd ever know, who are waiting the time, who are in that line, and you know, really wanting to pay the respects. So I, I think anything is good. We know on Monday... There's going to be tons of people. Guys, thank you very much. Beautiful, excellent work, excellent information. Thanks, folks. Have a good weekend. You guys, too. Uh, Jeff Ryman will return later on in the program with us for Cut for Time, and we'll talk to Grant next week here on the program as they just brought us lifestyle headlines. Coming up next, new accessibility and sharing features are coming to Android devices. Well, we know John Beeler. It's a Friday. He's got the updates after this. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.